Okie dokie, artichokey, it's time for an every class sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon i know y'all might want to skip it but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important i hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and i hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokey artichokey ad break it's now just wanted to get a disclaimer that this episode may contain conspiracy theories about weed pills. Spoiler alert! Could be mature. Please do not listen if you do not want to have any spoiler alerts. I am reviewing different shows, movies, TV shows, so if you do not want to hear any spoilers, please exit now. I hope you all enjoy this podcast. I'm ready and excited to get going. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope you all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope you all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, artichokey. Okay, dokey, artichokey. Ah, break it's now. Okay, today the content could be a little more chore for audiences. So please, as someone before listening to this video, it's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. Okay, today. For Bookland Saturday or Sunday, whatever day I feel like filming podcasting and yesterday so since I didn't do yesterday's podcast I'll do it tomorrow by the time we will see but today we're gonna be talking about we have always lived in a castle penguin classic deluxe edition can kindle edition I uh Shirley Jackson author Tom Oot 
illustrator, instructor. Shirley Jackson, beloved goth television particular girl named Mary Cat and her family's dark secret, taking readers into a deep laboratory of dark narcissism. We have always lived in the castle is a delightful, unsettling novel about a previous isolated and possibly murderous family and struggles that ensure when a cousin arrives at their estate. This edition features a new and Introduction by Jonathan. For more than the seventh year, Penguin has been reading publishers of classic literature in the English-speaking world with more than 1,700 titles. Penguin Classics represents a global bookshelf of the best works throughout history and across genes. And describe readers' truth, the series to provide authors' textures. Okay. We have always lived in the castle by Shirley Jackson, a house of ordinary horror. One of the greatest of the ghost short stories ended her career with a haunting, unsettling novel without a specter in sight. Guardian Witness, which books do you want to share? So I found this book. My personal opinion on this book is what dang girl boy what did you just do? Wait a minute, why okay, so when I was reading it, it felt like it was so peaceful and just so like I don't know, it just reminded me of like just happy old times and then it gets dark. And I'm like, whoa, that is cool. And I'm like, how have I not read this book before? Because I was such a goth back in the day. I was watching reading Edgar Allan Poe, Stephen King, anything slightly scary and off-putting, I would read it. I didn't read this book for some reason. Don't know why. Don't know how. I never found it. Okay, back to their story. If I could give you one gift this Christmas, it would be a box of silver dollars buried by the creek. Or perhaps a book nailed to a tree, maybe a sugar bowl brimming with arsenic. Perhaps I'll give you a game to play under your breath as you navigate the chessboard of the high stress under the accused glare of the town bill. Or I could give you all of these things in one neat package wrapped in this quit and tied with unease. I could give you Shirley Jackson's final novel. Okay, here is another thing. But I was confused that Mary Catherine was a ghost. I was like, wait, is she a ghost? Because they, the uncle thought she was a ghost and the cousin thought she was alive and I got confused. I was like, what just happened? And then I'm like, oh. Like, towards the end, it explained she wasn't a ghost. It was so crazy. Back to the article. Jackson, who died 50 years ago, is perhaps best known for her short story, The Lottery, and her novel, The Haunting of Hill House. I just got both of those books. You will be hearing me talk about them soon. Just so you know. I like her. 
place them and consider to be the last word in haunted house tales. But while these and the rest of Jackson's are indeed supplemental, it is Castle, about which I most and Bentley and that I press upon people at very opportunities. The author was a troubled figure at the end of her life. And Castle, published in 1961, has in it two female lead characters. What Jackson's biographer Judy calls the yin and yang of Shirley's own inner self. One an explorer, a challenger, and the other a contented, dysmatic homebody. Dysmatic? Dysmatic. They are Mary Mary Cat, who is 18, headstrong, and similar, naive, and worldly. An older sister, Constance, who ventures no further than her garden rumble, tumble down ground with the Blackwood family home purchased all above the small town. The Blackwood girls are the last surviving renovants of the grand family, grand old family, along with Uncle Julian. And firm in body and often in mind, the rest of the dynasty was wiped out when someone put arsenic in a sugar bowl and the family as was their it was sparkled it from dessert. Arson from the sugar bowl. Seriously, that's a clever little thing to do and also terrible. Mary Cat had been sent to her room before supper, so I had no pudding. Constant took no sugar, and Uncle Julian only had a little. So, through poison, with the result of him, he survived um, with ailing health. Yeah, sometimes surviving was actually worse, I hear from what people have said. And what I've seen in horror movies, because then, like, a lot of the time you're sick, you have no way to, like, get around, he's in a wheelchair. As one might expect. A mythological grove around the surviving Blackwoods, with Constance generally believed to have committed the murders. After all, did she not wash out the sugar bowl before the police arrived, on the pretext of there being a spider in it? Yeah, I would wash it out if there was a spider in it too, because spiders lay eggs, and no, no one wants bugs in their dishes. Only Mary Catherine ventures to be going to town to collect groceries and books from the library. When she does, she is greeted by the cruel rhymes of children. Yeah, this reminds me, okay, the rhyme reminds me of Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 watts. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Reminds me of that, but this goes... Mary Cat said, Connie, would you like a cup of tea? Oh no, said Mary Cat, you'll poison me. Mary Cat said, Connie, would you like to go to sleep down in the boneyard ten feet deep? Unsurprisingly, Mary Cat is a troubled young woman. Marketing the bounds of the block of land with furniture, talismans, talismans, made from scraps and trinkets, protect of her sister and making her days of little OCD rituals. And thus the 
dirty stage is set for the involuntary flick that Jackson injects into the gothic turbulent the introduction of a smooth talking gold digging cousin who flatters constance into believing that she can have a normal life and the ratcheting up of the tents in between the blackwoods and the townside who are but a gentle push away from the pitchfork waiting mob they must become we have always lived in a castle is an enchanting unsettling tale that builds like the pressure pushed ahead of an approaching storm. Jackson weighs words like Mary Cat makes the talisman that she believes must protect what is left of her family from the outside world. The pressure and the tension climb and climb towards a climax that is unbalancedly and shocking. Part of me doesn't want to share this book at all. It's a private passion a jealous, guarded, magic spell book, but I would hope that readers knew too that it might feel. As I did when I discovered it, I'm quite astonishing that such a book could exist and that writing could be so masterful. And I envy those that read it the first time and go to discover Shirley Jackson's body of work. Isn't a shred of the supernatural in the castle, though it feels like there is. It is perhaps a story of what eventually makes the haunted house so beloved of Jackson, of violence and emotion that are important on the place. It was small favor, so I found it interesting. Okay, so if you do not want to be officially spoiled by the end, go now. I'll give you a few seconds or minutes. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so this book is amazing. If you're goth or like scary things, you would love this. It's definitely got its little like, whoa. But you have to understand it a little. And... The lottery, I had to literally look up to make sure I thought it was what it was. Because I was like, oh, okay. But, concerts didn't do it, Mary Catherine. Yeah, that's right. Mary Catherine is the one who put the arsenic in the sugar bowl because she was sent to her room without supper. And because they were very mean to her. By the end of the book, she's the one who gets the gets gifts after their house almost burnt down and people destroyed it. They bring them food, leave it on the porch, they cook it, eat it, whatever they have to do. But they keep themselves locked inside. There's nothing they can really do. They just lock themselves up. They keep them away from people. And Constance knew Mary Catherine did it, which is why she took the blame. And she must like Constance because she knew Constance weren't taken. And Mary Cat says, I have to be nice to Uncle Julian more. And I think it's because she realized she's the one who kind of made him like that. In a wheelchair, troubled health. Also, some people hinted that he could be into the same sex, which is by my knee, but apparently that was a hint in the book. 
I do not like Cousin Shaw's at all. I could have slapped him. He is just such a money-hungry person. And he's annoying about everything. And he wants to, like, make Mary Catherine pay for what she did to him. And it's like, when you realize Mary Catherine's the one who killed everyone, you're like, how does she have the restraints to not kill him? Because, damn, he's annoying. But she did get him out of the house, luckily. I mean, she accidentally started a fire, but it got him out. He was super annoying. He's like one of those relatives that you can't wait until they leave. You're like, phew, they're gone. Finally, I can have a break. I can have like a minute to myself. He is so obnoxious and annoying. I don't think anyone, I've seen reviews of the book and no one likes Cousin Charles. And that's exactly what she wants you to feel. Like, okay. And poor Mary Cat was in an orphanage for a bit while her sister Constance was on trial. But the uncle said Mary Catherine's been dead. She died of neglect in the orphanage all those years ago. And then you start to think, is she dead? Is she a ghost in the house? And then you realize, wait, the townspeople can see her. You can see her, I think. And Constance can see her. And if she was a ghost, how come we're all the other ghosts? And then you realize that he didn't realize that she was alive. I guess this whole time he didn't realize she was even there. And you, he sadly passes in the book. But I would say give this a try. It's pretty good and I can't wait to read the other two. I've read The Lottery, and now I'm going to read the other short stories that I'm going to read Haunting on Hill House. And we'll see if I like them as much as I did this one. Because this one was a pretty decent book. And there's a film. And the film, if I can click on it, it's... Okay, let's see. We Have Always Loved in a Castle is a 2018 American mystery thriller film Directed by Stacey Patterson, written by Mark Kuger. It was based on the 1962 novel of the same name by Shirley Jackson. It premiered at the LA Film Festival on September 2020, 2018, to general favorable viewers. It was released in May 17, 2019. Plot 18 year old Mary Catherine, Mary Catherine, lives on the family estate with her older sister Constance and their ailing uncle Julian. Constance has not left the house in six years since she was tried and acquitted of the death of her parents by poison. Every Tuesday, Mary Cat goes to the village to shop while the villagers harass her. Mary Cat perceives her own brand of protection magic by burying Articles of power in the ground to keep evil forces at bay and to protect Constance. It's unclear whether this power is real or imaginary. Sometimes, even if it is imaginary, it's real to that person and that can help. Constance sees only a single family friend, Helen Clark, who comes to tea every week. Helen tries to convince Constance that she should rejoin the outside world. This enrages and terrifies Mary Cat, who creates magic to prevent Constance from leaving. On Thursday, 
constant sentence Mary got on an errand to town. Mary cut her distress at the thought of going into town on the wrong day and has no time to check her magical safety guards. When she returns, she finds all her wands have been unearthed. Before she can warn her sister, she is introduced to her estranged cousin Charles. <laughs> Charles. Still don't like him. Over the next few days, Charles attempts to lure Constance away with the permission of seeing the world while setting his sights on the family fortune. Locked in a safe, Constance is charmed and susceptive towards him. However, Charles behaves con unconditionally to Julian and taunts Mary Cat with the idea of stealing her sister. Mary Cat retails but casts magic spells on Charles. Innovation, his room, and the longings that speak to him only in description and poisonous plants. When Charles threatens to punish her, Mary Cat throws everything on his desk, including his lit pipe, into a wastebasket. Charles beats her until he discovers that his room is on fire. The fire department arrives along with the villagers' call. To leave the house burn. Constance and Mary Cat hid downstairs as the fire is extinguished. The villagers rush into the house and vandalize it. The mob seems ready to attack the sisters, but Helen Clark's husband announces that Uncle Julian has died a smoke inhalation, and the mob departs, and the sisters take refuge in the woods. Following the morning, the sisters return home and barricade the doors and windows, lift the upper floor, destroy the remains resemble a torched castle. Maricel announces that she intends to poison the whole village. Yep, Constant reveals that it, this, is what Maricel did once before to the parents and expects Gratitude that Mary Cat saved her from their wicked father. The villagers leave gifts of food at their doorstep and apologize for destroying their property. But the ne sisters never respond. Charles returns, begging Constance to let him in. When they remain silent, Charles enters the house by force and attacks Constance. Mary Cat bangles him to death with a snow globe and they burn him in the garden. Buried him in the garden. In the present, the sisters are cleaning what remains of the house when the villagers arrive to taunt them. Mary Cat steps outside and the children breathe fear and Constance tells Mary Cat that she loves her. And Mary Cat, for the first time in the film, smiles. That's the movie version. I think the book ending and the movie version are a little different, but other than that, they're pretty much the same. I hope you all enjoy and have a great Easter. And a great holiday. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in. Because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. 
I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okie dokie, Artichokey. Ad break is now. I hope you all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.